Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to a special festive edition of the Olive Podcast. For this one-off episode, we've asked some of our favourite guests to share their stories and memories of how they spend Christmas, including things they love to eat and traditions they keep. First, Rob Dan, owner of Bob's Lobster, explains how he's given his Christmas Day meal a Cuban twist. Christmas is uh, indulgent, to say the least. Um, lobster will be on the menu, uh, but normally as a canapé. Mm. We normally do a few other sort of little canapés as well. There's an incredible smokehouse in Scotland. Um, There's the best salmon in the world, as far as I'm concerned, uh, is uh, in Dunkeld. Um, and we use them in the restaurant, but uh, but also I, I, I take some home um, for Christmas morning to do um, uh, maybe eggs benedict um, or eggs royale maybe, etc., which is a bit of a tradition. But the main event is, and this year we'll be doing it, is um, a whole suckling pig. Wow. Um, we Because of Thanksgiving, we, we tend to do turkey at Thanksgiving, turkey right. and lobster, of course, but that um, means that um, we keep Christmas open for other things. If we do a rib, you know, a rib of beef, or as I said, this year we're doing a whole suckling pig, and, and my new favorite toy, which is a cajachina, which is a Cuban roasting oven, basically. And it's 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 a little bit like in Cuba or in the Philippines, they um, they have a tradition of of burying a pig in the in the in the ground covering it with normally banana leaves and um and then you know then more more sand and then putting the coals on top and it replicates that that cook um and because it's a sort of an aluminium um sort of roasting box uh the coals go on top and it creates a sort of pressure chamber it also means you can cook a whole suckling pig in a, in less than 5 hours wow which is amazing and, what uh, sort of things do you serve with it? Well, roast potatoes in the the oh. juice of the of the the pig, um, definitely, um, and and normally all the other sort of trimmings as well. Yeah. you know that you you get around Christmas. So Brussels sprouts, but you know, make we don't boil them or steam them. It's it's got to be oven roasted. Okay. completely different texture, completely different flavor. It's the only way to do it, or or fried. Arguably, but never boil, never steam a, a Brussels sprout. It's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll do carrots. We'll do carrots and uh, with normally like walnuts and uh, uh, sort of chipotle glaze or something like that. And uh, because my wife, her family, and are, are British, you know, there's there's normally some interventions. Yeah, there's some the nods. There's some nods. There's tradition. some nods and interventions <laughs> at the table as well. Exactly. I love that. That's brilliant. Here's Karanga Carney, co-founder and creative director at Hopper's Restaurant, and how his family celebrations go way beyond Christmas Day. So Janine, in our house, we just need an excuse to eat. Diwali, Christmas, whatever it might be, we just need that excuse to eat. And Christmas, we just go all out. I love Christmas. It's this time of year that's just, it's miserable outside, but everyone is the happiest. Um, the lights, I grew up in India, where Diwali was a big thing. Christmas was celebrated, but over here, after coming to 
England and celebrating with my wife and her family and friends here. I try to go all out and cook as much as I can in the week leading up to and the week after Christmas, obviously after the restaurants calm down a little bit. So we start with duck and goose, uh, if I can find good goose. And it's usually Asian style. So we'll have two big Christmas dinners for friends and for some of our family members. And um, we do an Asian style duck, roast duck or a roast goose with pancakes and all the trimmings. On Christmas Day, it's usually a big traditional roast. We try and do turkey. Sometimes it's turkey and lamb. And we get the extended family in. Again, Indians never have a problem filling the seats. So it's usually at Sue's mom's house and all of us are in the kitchen and it's great fun. And then after that, we've all been craving spice for the last week. So it's a week of spicy, spicy, spicy. So it's Indian food, it's tons of Sri Lankan food, it's leftovers, but there's a ton of spice that follows. It's Christmas Day. Now let's hear from Maria Bradford, chef, food writer and owner of Shuen Shuen, about a typical Christmas in Sierra Leone. Uh, Sierra Leonean Christmas, it's um, it's mad, it's fun, it's crazy. We get as excited, we're maybe not as excited as people in England get excited because um, Sierra Leonean Christmas is never really about presents. It's more about the fact that you're going to see lots of your cousins, lots of family, lots of friends, and people don't necessarily exchange presents. I don't remember getting Christmas presents when I was little. So it was never really about presents. It was more the fact that I'm going to see all my cousins are going to come around and all my aunties are going to be around. There's going to be lots of cooking. There's going to be lots of fun, lots of loud music, lots of dancing and that. And then, you know, it takes days, of course, days, weeks and months preparing as you do anywhere for Christmas. And in the morning, you don't really have specific people say, oh, this person's going to come or this person's going to come. You just cook big. You just do a big pot of sauce, do a big pot of rice, do a big pot of stew and chicken and fish, knowing that people are going to turn up. (laughs) And they usually do. And um, our celebration foods will be like jello fries and beef stew. Um, and sometimes they'll make a salad that nobody's going to touch. <laughs> a potato salad somewhere nobody's going to eat anyway. Um, and sometimes people bring food as well as they come. So, um, and the other thing that I really, really love about Sierra Leone and Christmas as well, people exchange food. So when my mom will cook, she'll send food for the neighbors. And then when the neighbors cook, they send food for us as well. So you have that swap over of food and you know exactly what your neighbor is having for Christmas because they've sent some over for you. Um, yeah, and it's just um, really fun and and you, you, you get when your uncles come to visit and your aunties as well, they give you a little pocket money. So that which is quite fun. So nobody brings presents. They just give you a little pocket money. So you get really excited. So you look forward to the uncles and aunties that you know are going to give you a little pocket money. That sounds like perfect Christmas to me. I love it. Thanks, Maria. Thank you. Next, Olive's food editor, Nadine, shares memories of her nan's Jamaican-style Christmas. So uh, it's changed for me quite a lot. Since I've had kids, um, uh, we if I can spend it at home, I will. Um, and I don't go big and crazy with our Christmas dinner. We keep it quite simple um, because my partner's a little bit of a health nut. I don't know how I found him. Um, and the girls, they just want the sweet stuff. So we'll have a simple kind of roast um, and then lots of snacky bits during the day. Now, growing up, 
that was not the case for me. And my ideal Christmas when I get the chance is if I go to my nan's. So my nan's from Jamaica and essentially it's the process of Christmas starts in January when she's soaking the fruit for the black cake um, or the rum cake, depending where you're from. Um, she is making sorrel. She is making sweet potato pone. She is seasoning up the fish to make escovis fish. Uh, it basically doesn't end. And, oh, there's the ham. Basically, if there's anything you want on Christmas Day, Leading up to that point, you're covered. And what we tend to do is we'd get there from like a few, maybe like Boxing Day the day before, that will carry you through to the new year. And it's okay, what will I have now? Oh, I'll have a slice of ham and hardo bread. Great. 15 minutes later, I'm still peckish. Do you know what? I'll have a glass of sorrel with some with some rum. Mind you, this rum is like overproof white rum. And it's like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So basically, you spend your day sozzled but well-fed and very, very happy. And it makes you very good when it comes to the games as well. Um, but yes, that to me is the ideal Christmas. Christmas to me, it doesn't feel like Christmas unless there's sorrel. Sorrel for me is like, oh, have you ever had sorrel before? Yeah. So if you have it with the rum, well done. If you, or you have it with ginger wine, um, I can't imagine it any other way. The girls always want to have sorrel and I'm like, there's no point having it just straight. <laughs> so you'll have to wait till you're old enough to have it with the rum. Um, but it's that to me is quintessential. The smell of it, sitting down on the sofa and watching, you know, whatever madness is going on in EastEnders. That to me is the perfect Christmas. <laughs> Now Rinku Dutt, author of Kolkata, on how she mixes it up each year for her big family gatherings. We have a very traditional Christmas, actually. Yeah. So we'll have the turkey. Um, but along with the turkey, we like to have quite a few other um, meats and stuff as well. So we'll have a lamb. We'll maybe do a um, salmon. But we'll try it. Like what we've been doing for the last few years, we do a salmon wellington which is yum, which is delicious. Um, so we'll have a few meats and then we'll have um, like the trimmings, all the trimmings and stuff. One thing we try doing as well is for starters, doing like experimenting with different types of um, different cuisines, different starters. So last year we made a salmon gravelax, but we made it with beetroot, cured it with beetroot um, and capers. And that turned out delicious. So and then uh, freshly made pastas. Um, so we'll try and do that. But we make it a very, very elaborate meal and it, it will be a sitting for two, three, four hours sometimes because we have a big family. So we call the extended family. There's sometimes about 18, 20 of us sitting around the table. Wow. Um, and it'll be like small starters, but like say about three or four different types uh, starters. And then we'll sit down for the main main meal and stuff as well. And usually it's after we'll watch the Queen's speech. And then uh, this year, obviously, it's going to be the, the King's, King's speech. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but we'll have we'll sit down for our meal after after the speech. And here's Chef Theo Randall on his alternative Boxing Day Christmas meal and trying to keep the whole family happy. So Christmas for me tends to be on Boxing Day because I'm, I'm working in the restaurant on Christmas Day. We, we do a fantastic uh, lunch 
on Christmas Day. Uh, so Boxing Day is always a time to spend with the family. And I love to cook things like uh, a duck. Duck is my favorite thing to cook on Christmas. And I remember one year, um, many, many years ago, we had lots of people around for Boxing Day. And I cooked these ducks. I did four ducks and they were big ducklings. And I put honey and sea salt on them and roast them. And they were beautiful golden brown. And I had this huge bowl of Cavallo Nero. And my daughter, who was two at the time, came up to me. And she looked and she looked very angry and she pulled my arm and she said, Daddy, I'm not eating roast dog and I'm definitely not eating crocodile skin. <laughs> oh, bless her. <laughs> so it's always been one of those things that I, I, I love to cook, roast duck. And, you know, we kind of keep it really simple. I think the thing about um, Christmas is that people make it overcomplicated and you put so much time in making sort of lots of little snacks and canapes. And when you get, you get to the main event, you're stuffed. So um, keep it simple. Maybe a few nice little simple bits of toast, a bit of smoked salmon, a bit of lemon on top. And then, you know, keep, don't have too many garnishes. Don't make too many stuffings. Just have some decent seasonal vegetables, roasted vegetables, roasted root vegetables, some lovely greens like cavolo nero or some kind of cabbage. Um, and then, you know, something like duck or chicken. I mean, I love chicken. I'm not a big fan of turkey, to be honest. I mean, there are some great turkeys you can get. But, you know, a nice, really nice chicken roasted with some stuff with some thyme, a few tomatoes in there, some shallots. Cook it slowly. Um, it is one of those things. So roast a bird. Now author Zuza Zak shares her memories of a traditional Polish Christmas. I don't think that's an exaggeration that yeah. every household in Poland eats sauerkraut and mushroom pierogi at Christmas. Okay. It's just one of those um, dishes that is common the whole country over. Um, we have uh, 12 or 13 uh, meat-free dishes on Christmas Eve, and that's our main uh, okay. meal. Um, so usually we'll have uh, those pierogi and um, some kind of ushka, little ears. Um, in my area, that would be in borscht. But they could be in fish soup, they could be in a mushroom broth or something like that. And then there are so many different kind of regional things that people make as well with yeah. poppy seeds, mushrooms, beetroot. Those are those kind of Christmassy flavors. Yeah. So is, is the main is that the main meal served on Christmas Eve? Um, it's kind of difficult to say what the main meal is because they just kind of keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's a bit like Christmas the world over, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so you start off with lots of uh, cold uh, dishes on the table, zakonski. Uh, so you'll have lots of kind of herrings and salads and things like that. And then the first thing I guess you would get is a dumpling soup. And then you would go on to some warm dishes and one of them would be the pierogi okay. there would probably also be um some other sauerkraut or cabbage dish and a fish yeah that's also always on the table some kind yeah. of warm fish and then the uh, desserts would come out or the not necessarily the desserts. sometimes there's also um a warm sweet course yeah. before the cakes which might include some kind of um sweet pierogi or dumplings oh, okay so dumplings featuring throughout and lastly, Olive columnist and podcast regular Gerd Loyal on the joy of spending Christmas cooking and celebrating together. So we are a, a huge Punjabi family and a, a family of very big eaters. So we absolutely love Christmas, embrace it in kind of all, in all ways. Um, 
On Christmas Day itself, we have um, we actually have lamb on Christmas Day. We have a kind of lamb that's marinated for a few days in lots of Punjabi spices, garlic, rosemary, um, and sort of often some chili. And I've started intervening and adding anchovies because um, that's something that I really like. Um, and we also actually have turkey because we feel like we should. So we have turkey... Um, as my dad says, we have turkey as a side dish, <laughs> which is always quite funny. Um, and then all of the trimmings. So um, we have uh, red cabbage, which is braised really slowly with lots of wine, sometimes in port, always star anise, always cinnamon. Um, and actually, my mum likes to add fennel seeds as well, which is just really delicious. Rose potatoes, which often have a bit of kind of chaat masala or something on them, just to give you a bit of a kind of Indian kind of twist. Uh, we're a big cheese family, a huge cheese board, lots of chutneys, uh, lots of pickled onions. And actually my favorite thing, which is pickled walnuts and truffle honey, I just think oh. is just the perfect thing for kind of a, a kind of Christmas cheese board. And lots of cocktails. We're quite big on a Christmas cocktail as a family. Um, we very much embrace uh, Advoca and the snowball. We're a big family for, for, for snowballs. And any sort of slightly garishly adorned Christmas cocktail, we're in. So like a kind of cranberry martini with lots of sort of, you know, lovely sort of orangey bits and things through it. That's very much kind of what we're about in our family. Amazing. I love that. And who's doing the cooking on Christmas Day? Well, interesting, we all are. <laughs> it is absolute chaos, <laughs> which is quite funny. It's sort of become a bit of a tradition. I mean, my mum's very much the sort of, uh, I suppose, the the kind of, in some ways she's curating it, but also a lot of people tend to kind of go rogue with whatever they're charged with doing. Um, so what's interesting is that also I've now got kind of nephews and nieces who also really, really want to get involved. I think this year I've been charged with helping make puddings with the three kids who are a, a varied mix of ages from one to four. So that's going to be fun. Um, but I think for me, one of the things I would say is that um, there is just so much fun and joy to be had in cooking together, regardless of what it means for the chaos that's in the kitchen. <laughs> and actually, some of my happiest memories are of just absolute mayhem in the kitchen on Christmas Day. And they might not necessarily be the best Christmas dinners that anyone's ever had, but the memories that we have of the chaos in the kitchen beforehand, I think just far outweighs the need to have kind of the kind of perfect dealia Christmas on a Christmas day. So just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Enjoy <laughs> it. Stay in your pyjamas, have a cocktail and enjoy it. We hope you enjoyed that special Christmas edition of the Olive Podcast. We're having a break now until the new year. So we'll see you back here in January for more great food and drink chat. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.